I feel like this is going to be the episode that you don't want to hear, but also has the highest likelihood of changing your entire fucking life. Welcome back to the Anxious Therapist Podcast, a safe space where we believe vulnerability is the key to happiness. I am so excited to be having this conversation with y'all because as a licensed therapist who specializes in trauma, I feel like I have promoted nothing but validation of your experiences in this space, right? Like I am obsessed with validating your feelings and what you've been through and honoring that. And now today, I can't believe we're doing this. I am going to offer, in addition to my validation, another approach, I am learning through my own healing process and journey right now that we sometimes need to take it beyond the empathy and validation stage and really get into the nitty gritty of our thoughts, especially as they relate to our past traumas. And so today... I'm basically going to challenge everything you've been taught up to this point about your trauma and your feelings and how that is impacting your life. So I hope you're ready. Let me just cut to the chase. Your thoughts are the reason you are miserable. We are so quick to blame our disease and overall discontent with life on circumstances. Bad job. Anger at our parents from something they did to us when we were children. Uh, Toxic relationships a shitty car that we drive, financial struggles. We're so quick to be like, that's the reason why I'm unhappy. That's the reason why I'm struggling. If I had A, B, or C, I'd be doing so much better. Now, this is coming from a very privileged place because I am speaking to those of us who have our basic needs met, food, shelter, clothing, okay? If you don't have one of those things, then your quote-unquote circumstance is absolutely cause for your misery and struggle. But to the majority of people who follow me, who are listening to this episode right now, you have food, shelter, clothing. And... You live in a safe environment and you are loved and supported and, right, you have a roof over your head and food in your belly and clothes on your back. And so this is not 
speaking to someone who is struggling with poverty and homelessness and things of that nature. Okay. So just to get that out of the way, we are so quick to blame circumstance for our unhappiness. I hate my job. I don't like the car I drive. My partner isn't supportive enough of me. Um, my coworkers are always gossiping. It's such a negative workplace. I had a really shitty childhood. I experienced emotional hurt and pain and I deserved better. And those are circumstances. Those are life events, like singular experiences or even repetitive experiences that have happened that you've been through that have had an impact and they're valid. Your hurt and your anger and frustration with those things is real and it matters. And the reason you're still struggling is because of the way you think about those things. Now, I'm speaking from experience. I'm speaking from not only a licensed therapeutic professional who specializes in trauma and the way that it impacts us, but as someone who has done, participated in, who has participated in her own extensive trauma therapies and received support from coaches and therapists and I like put in the work, you know? And what I have found is that all of my experiences can be valid and simply acknowledging that is not enough. Now y'all know me, you know, I love to validate your experiences. I'd love to say, wow, that does suck. That is really hard. I'm the first person to do that. And now in today's episode, I have the beautiful opportunity to say that's valid and how are you thinking about that? We have this tendency with our hurts and our pains to feel a, a right to, um, like we have every right to be hurt and mad and, and resentful, right? Like, well, that happened. I have every right to be angry about it. And like we're entitled to our, our hurt. And I want to let you know that you can validate your experiences while also changing the way you think about them. I will lead by example. And you guys have been with me every step of the way on my journey to getting sober and what my relationship with alcohol has been like up to the point of like where that came from and how it started in my childhood as a struggle and to where I am today. You've seen all of that. You've been with me literally as I figured that out. And so uh, let me kind of spell this out for you. I can be so angry at the generations before me who didn't fucking address this, who made it my responsibility to decide, am I going to challenge this? Am I going to change these generational patterns? 
Or will I leave that up to my children? Will I put them in this same fucking boat? Will I make them decide if they're going to end this pattern and get sober? Right? Or change their relationship with alcohol. I can be so angry about that. I have every right to be. That's fucked up. And I think we would all agree. But at the end of the day, I chose to do something different. I chose to break that pattern and maintain a healthy relationship with my family in the process. So how did I do that? By changing my thoughts. See, when we're angry because someone inflicted pain upon us, we feel entitled to hold that person accountable, right? So we cut them off. Um, We have really firm boundaries with them. We do no contact maybe even because that's our right. And there's been periods in my healing journey where I did cut people out. I reduced all contact to the absolute bare minimum. And I put my head down and I focused on my healing. And I basically, without telling the other person, but saying to myself was like, I can't do this while you are an active participant in in my life. Like I need some distance. And so I distanced myself and I put in the fucking work. And now, because I did that, I am able to think about it in a way that allows me to have the relationship. So I can say, yes, it's valid that you inflicted pain and these traumatic experiences onto me, and I never asked for that. I didn't want that. And in fact, I deserved better. And I'm at this place where I can actually feel gratitude. I'm literally so content that I can even be grateful for what I went through. Not just because it made me a kick-ass therapist and, you know, someone who has a ton of empathy and leads by example and, you know, motivated me to grow and heal and do all this work on my own. No. Grateful because I truly now look back on those experiences and I, I believe you, you were doing the best that you could given the resources that you had. And I can say that with 100% certainty. So this is where we're getting hung up. Is that notion that my feelings can't be valid and I'm, I'm understanding and even grateful at the same time? Like that feels confusing. But I'm here to tell you that you get to choose those thoughts. You get to start believing that people can fuck up and make poor choices and cause you harm and be hurtful. And you can practice gratitude and you can be content with that. 
And you don't have to hold on to the anger and the resentment. You don't have the responsibility to hold these people accountable. Because they're not thinking about it the way that you are. So you're telling yourself this story. This is where your thoughts come in. That if I practice gratitude or if I start to believe that they were doing the best that they can, right? I'm letting them off the hook. I'm just, they're just getting away scot-free. And that's not true. But they're never going to see it from your point of view. So when you hold on to the anger and the resentment and the hurt, it's only harming you. By maintaining that story, telling yourself, I have to be upset about this. I wasn't safe in certain situations. Like there are literally times I look back in my childhood that I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how do you subject a child to that? Right? But then I choose my thoughts more wisely. And I think, yeah, that was messed up. And I believe that they were doing the best that they could. That there were things about that circumstance that I didn't know about that my brain as a young child was perceiving danger and I likely wasn't seeing the whole picture right like there's so many factors that I'm not aware of and y'all are so afraid to go there because you think it takes away from the validity uh, validity of your experience and I'm telling you it doesn't This isn't even about like forgiving the other person. This has nothing to do with the people who've caused you harm, inflicted pain on you in your life. This isn't for their benefit. This release is only for you. When you change the way that you think about the pain you've experienced, that is when you get freedom. That is true healing. It is liberating to release those feelings, to think about them differently, to hold space for that and say, man, that sucked. That's, that's for dang sure. And I'm going to choose how I think about this more wisely. I'm going to choose to acknowledge my pain And step forward with it. (sighs) When you're upset about that shitty job that you hate working and your crummy relationship, those are just circumstances. It's the thoughts you're telling yourself that keep you in the place of misery. We're circling back to the very start of this episode. 
Because you, you think about how you come home from work and you're exhausted and you hate your job and your coworkers suck and nobody pulls their weight and you have to do everything and then your partner has made the house a mess and nobody listens to you or helps you keep the house clean and your needs are going unmet and all of that's a circumstance. Shitty circumstance. It's a, this situation sucks. This circumstance sucks. It is the thoughts that are causing you the most harm. Because then you start telling yourself, no one cares about me. No one cares enough about what I need. No one appreciates me. No one looks out for me. No one asks, how's Jacqueline doing? How can I support Jacqueline? No one goes out of their way to love me the way that I love everyone else around me. No one gives me the same energy that I give back to them. No one tries the way that I do. And those are all stories you're telling yourself. And the thing that is so cool about our brain is that it looks for patterns. So as soon as you tell yourself a story that says, no one cares about me, you're going to start looking for proof that that's true. Your brain is going to automatically start looking for situations to prove that theory true. We just did a podcast episode about this. If you didn't listen to that one, you need to go back and listen. Okay? The same thing is true of these circumstances. You have people in your life who you feel treat you poorly. Right now, in the present. And I'm not even talking about my, you know, I led this with my childhood trauma. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about presently there are people in your life who you are like, y'all treat me like shit. Now, your brain, because you've told yourself this story. You know, maybe there was a few instances where that person said hurtful things. Or they uh, hurt your feelings. Or they were inconsiderate. And your brain went, boom, I just made an association. You don't care about me. You do not have my best interests at heart. And so I am going to sit and constantly look for proof that you are going to harm me. This is the survival instinct in your brain that is constantly on the lookout for danger. Remember, your brain just wants to keep you alive. That is its only mission. Keep the body alive. Keep us functioning. Keep the heart pumping and the lungs breathing. Okay? So you have people in your life now who have caused you pain, have hurt your feelings, and your brain has them on red alert constantly watching to see when it's going to happen again because your brain's like this has happened before certainly it's going to happen again it's just a matter of when and now every single thing that person does you are finding proof that it is going to harm you that you are not safe with them and this story makes it very hard to have healthy relationships Right? So what do we do? We just pull away. 
We cut out those people from our life. We say, I can't have this. And then that reinforces in our brain that any perceived threat must be cut off. And we're living in this time right now where cutting out quote-unquote toxic people is like such a trendy thing to do, right? And I absolutely think there's a time and a place for removing people from your life. I just want to make sure that when you're doing that, it is for the right reasons. And if you are listening to this episode right now, getting defensive of your feelings, I want you to take a pause and say, how are my thoughts feeding into this? How can I look at this differently? Zoom out. Have you ever heard that expression? We're too close to our own lives sometimes. We want our thoughts and our feelings to be validated and accepted as fact so badly that we will do anything to justify them. And sometimes you need to zoom out, look at the bigger picture. Our thoughts and feelings do not equal fact, right? When your brain is on high alert around somebody and says, this is a toxic person, you need to cut them off and this and that, it could be because of a plethora of reasons. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you need to do. So think about the relationships where you're struggling, whether that's at work or with your family, your friends, your partner. What are the stories you're telling yourself that are keeping you unhappy in those relationships? Do you feel unappreciated at work? So then every day you go to work and you do 10 more tasks than the person next to you. And, oh, you get in the car after work and, oh, look, again, my boss didn't notice that I did all those extra tasks. What do I even do it for? Right? When in reality, your boss is like, dang, they are crushing it. Like, she is just killing it at work right now. I see her. I'm going to try to advocate for her and and get her a promotion. And you're like, oh, right now you're doing it. Oh, my boss doesn't see me. My boss doesn't notice me. And honestly, that might be true. But why does the story in your brain need to believe that? Are you advocating for you? Are you saying, hey, I'm doing this extra work. I'm busting my tail. I'd like a raise. I'd like to be considered for this promotion. Or are you just using the story to keep yourself miserable? See, our stories and our thoughts can either motivate us or they can keep us stuck. But remember, our brain doesn't like change. So what's it going to default to? keeping us stuck. Our brain doesn't care if we're happy, sad, angry. It has no preferences when it comes to the way that we think or feel. None. Our brain just wants to keep us alive. And it can do that with as few changes as possible. So it likes sameness. 
So if you tell yourself a story, it's like, great, I believe it, done, sold, stuck. We're staying just the way that we are. We have to actively go in and change those thoughts. We have to be the ones that say, wow, I have been just accepting my misery and I'm not doing anything to change it. I've just been accepting my thoughts as facts. I've been accepting that my boss doesn't appreciate me. So I'm sitting in this place of discontentment and dissatisfaction with my job when really I need to be advocating for myself. I need to be saying, hey, I have too much on my plate right now. Or, hey, if I'm going to be doing all this extra work, I need a promotion. Or, hey, I'm going to look for a different job because this one is not fulfilling me and I think I could get my needs met elsewhere. Your brain will not default to that, though. So you have to actively choose better thoughts. And I hate this for you. I hate this for all of us because it's a ton of work and we feel entitled to our feelings. Work sucks. My boss doesn't appreciate me. My partner doesn't appreciate me. I've been through so much trauma in my life. I'm always going to struggle. Honestly, those are the easier thoughts because those are the ones you've been thinking for decades and decades and decades. To actively challenge and change those, it would be brutal. And yet that's what we have to do. I could hold on to so much anger and hurt from shit from my past. And I'm just not willing to do it anymore. Might I still get in my feels about it? Absolutely. But can I also now hold space for the people who hurt me the worst? Yeah. I can. Because I changed the way I think about it. It's fucking liberating. This notion that you can think better thoughts. You can choose them. When you're triggered by something, when you are bothered and upset, that trigger is over in a snap. It is the thoughts you're having about it that perpetuate the feeling. We've talked about this before. The feeling lasts for an instant. It's just, it's there and then it's gone. But your thoughts about it, oh, that's right. That's what they did to me. Oh, I'm so angry. How could they do that? Why me? I deserved better. Right? As soon as you go down that path of those thoughts, that's when your nervous system gets involved. You get all riled up and you start justifying your feelings. And then you justify the behavior that comes with it. I got to cut this person off. What if you instead leaned into the discomfort of those 
big feelings and those thoughts you've been telling yourself? What if you invited in understanding and empathy and giving people the benefit of the doubt? This is not something that happens overnight and I will not be so naive to think this one podcast episode is going to alter the course of your life. But if you apply it, if you actually take what I'm saying and you use it, it just might. These are the kinds of things I work with my therapy and coaching clients on. Not just figuring out your feelings and and validating your experiences, but more importantly, how are your thoughts impacting your day-to-day life? Now, sometimes it just helps to have that third-party perspective. So I hope that you are in a space, in a season in your life where you can invite someone in to help you look at those things and if not you can always do your own kind of healing and self-therapy by doing journaling and reflections on these things just start by asking yourself how are my thoughts keeping me stuck how are my thoughts keeping me in a state of dis-ease and misery Start there. Stay open-minded. You gotta get to know yourself better on a more intimate level. I hope you will lean in to the discomfort and start thinking better thoughts.